Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. So glad to be with you today. Uh, got a great show. Got a great, great show. Um, talking about ways to improve your business while doing a little bit of good in the world. Um, you know, back in the back in the eighties, I remember reading this book. I wasn't reading this book in the eighties. I could not read in the eighties. I'm not that old, but. This, there's a concept came out in the 80s, which is this idea of doing well by doing good. It was a it was a corporate idea. Um, these corporations realized that the um, the public perception of being a corporate uh, you know company was you know at an all time low, right? I mean, if you think about if you think about the 80s it's like glenn gary glenn ross you know that kind of like you know slimy corporate greed you know uh that one movie with uh oh gosh what's his name that that wall street movie with uh um michael douglas i forget i'm forgetting the name but you know where he says greed is good you know there's there's all of that that was going on and what corporations started doing is they realized that if they kind of changed their perception and started to put a little bit of effort into taking care of the world in a better way that public perception would be better and that um and 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 as a result the that profits would be better right so it was it was a little bit of a um it was a little bit of a, a you know a win-win right it's like they the people who cared about taking care of the the world in some substantial way whether that's a social issue or environmental issue whatever it was if they cared about that um then they could use the benefit of the the you know the massive amounts of profits that are generated in business to impact community to impact the world um and at the same time they start to do do a little bit better uh financially in fact um this this book uh that i read oh gosh what was the name of that, that book oh it was so good um but anyways in the book it said that consumers are 80 percent more likely to work with a company that is attached to a good cause than one that is not and so I'd like to talk a little bit about this today. I've got uh, I've got our, our uh, industry partners on today from Paint Care, um, and we're uh, we're going to chat a little bit about paint recycling and how you can implement a paint recycling program into your company that will simultaneously help you benefit your community in a tangible, real way, and actually help you do better uh, financially. This is, this is great stuff. I love this kind of stuff, and it, we're going to have a great conversation about it. Before I jump into that, um, of course, uh, Expo is coming up. 
Uh, don't forget to uh, register at PCAPayEd.org. And if you'd like to listen to this uh, episode again, make sure that you're subscribed to our podcast. You can also watch the episode on PCA Overdrive. Uh, 600 hours of video content, all educational, all about paint. Uh, it's a wonderful resource provided to you by the Painting Contractors Association. Make sure you become a member. Um, so, so this this topic that we're that we're going to be talking about, um, this idea of of doing good, doing well by doing good, it, it's it's something that has been on my mind for years. Uh, I know that a lot of you take part in different things throughout the year that you do your paint it forward projects you um you know i know you guys are uh you know doing projects pro bono um one year i was involved in make a wish um project where a little boy uh all he wanted was a room makeover and so i partnered with our, our paint company and we we provided that to him it was a it was a great experience and so there are all these kind of things that you can do to to do well by doing good and implementing a, a paint recycling program into your company is one of them but at the very least let's figure out how to not do as much harm as we've been doing okay so so we're gonna have a great conversation um i'm happy to bring paint care back on to paint ed let's go ahead and and uh and welcome jacob with paint care hey jacob welcome to paint ed hello thanks for having me yeah absolutely so so jacob let's let's start this conversation off with just um uh tell us a little bit about the the magnitude of this paint waste problem um i think that a lot of us um you know in the biz were we're maybe a little bit old school okay um you know paint taking care of our paint cans our paint waste uh it's it's a pain in the butt and it, uh, you know, it can be expensive, you know, um, and and sometimes, you know, you get you've got we've got some bad actors. I'm not going to lie to you. We got some bad actors out there who, uh, you know, pour down the drain. Um, you know, maybe they pour it in the backyard. You know, I don't know what they're doing. But what is the big issue with paint waste? Yeah, that's a, a great place to start. So paint waste, it is a very common thing uh, about it's estimated that 10% of the paint that gets sold never ends up getting used so when you think about the millions and millions of gallons that get used across the country in a given year you know we're talking millions and millions of gallons ending up left over as well and in fact paint cares collected something like 70 million or so gallons of leftover paint um, across the 10 states uh, where we currently operate as far as um, why it matters you know managing that that 10% leftover a bit there. So like you mentioned, you know, if, if it's managed improperly down the drain or, um, you know, dumped on a, a quiet road in the ditch, something like that, uh, there, there are real costs to that, uh, both potentially uh, financial costs. You know, if, if you get caught, that's uh could be a fine or other or penalty issued that way. Mm -hmm. But uh, beyond that, you know, there's an environmental cost. Uh, if paint gets poured down the drain, it, well, could eventually get into our waterways and harm fish and other aquatic animals. So um, definitely pink is in place to find a better way to manage all of that. 
we have drop-off sites in the states where we operate where people can take their leftover paint and drop it off at no cost where we'll pick it up and uh, have it recycled reused or otherwise properly managed we also have um, large volume pickup service where we'll send a truck directly to uh, a location oftentimes a painting contractor or other business who has a larger quantity of paint and we'll pack it up and take it off site for uh, proper management there as well yeah yeah this is this is this is actually a big issue you know because if it's if it's getting into our waterways and it's it's getting you know downstream um you know if, if you're a fisherman uh you know that's that's not good for the for the fish that you're um you know trying to catch whether you eat them or your catch or release uh if they're if they're dying before they get there or uh you know they end up uh, you know, with three eyes, like, uh, you know, the Simpsons, uh, that Simpsons fish, then that's not, that's probably not going to taste very good. Um, but it, but it's more than that. I mean, it can, it can impact our drinking water sources. Um, it can, um, you know, if it's, if it's disposed of improperly in, uh, in soil, it can, it, it can farm our, our plant life. So, our farmers are, are, you know, potentially affected by this Our, uh, you know, your average gardener is going to be affected by this. Um, it can really disrupt the entire ecosystem. I mean, if you're a hunter, for example, and, and you've got, uh, you know, animal life being affected by this, it's going to, it's going to disrupt the way that you live in a pretty substantial way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime paint is managed in, uh, one of those worst case scenarios, you know, being, uh, dumped down the drain or uh, otherwise, you know, dumped in the backyard or an abandoned lot, whatever it might be, or burned in a, a burn barrel, something like that, that, you know, there'd be, um, there, there are real risks associated with that and harms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and you guys do great work, but, but you're, you're only in 10 states. And so, you know, some of our listeners uh, may not be in, in some of those states. So if, if we were, if we were feeling, um, you know, the call to, to do a little bit better, you know, with our, with our paint waste, um, what's kind of the first step that we would need to take on our own in order to kind of implement a, a, a paint recycling program? Yeah. So if you are in a state where paint pair doesn't currently operate, um, it's going to be a little, uh, you're gonna have to do a little bit of the research on your own. So the first step is finding out what resources are available in your area. Even where paint care doesn't operate, it's entirely possible that you do have options locally. Uh, there are paint recyclers and paint collection programs um, operated oftentimes by local government, you know, county, uh, county governments or cities that uh, are trying to do the right thing and make it convenient to manage the leftover paint. So trying to figure out what, what those options are on the paint care website, paintcare.org. Um, we have a site locator tool that works great. If you're in a paint care state, uh, you can type in your zip code or city and find the, the locations closest to you. But it also works um, if you're in a location outside of a paint care state. So um, if paint care knows of any, uh, any resources available in your area, if we know of a facility where you can take it for drop off or um, other programs for collecting leftover paint, We'll add it to that site locator too so hopefully you can find something uh, in your area i'd also recommend just checking with your local county to see if they have any suggestions for you 
Yeah, you know, after uh, we had you guys on the last time, I, I I looked to my state, which you know, unfortunately isn't a in a it is isn't a paint care state, um, but I did go to the paint care website and I found um, popped up a few local um, centers that took took care of paint, and so what I started doing is I started taking the the leftover paint down. And in my area, you know, which which might be different from yours, if you're listening, you're the, the what they're able to do, what they're willing to do might be different. But in, in my area, what they um, what they said is that if it's a reusable, like they basically open up the can and if it's reusable, you can just drop it off there for free and they'll make an attempt to, you know, give it away for free to somebody who can use it. Right. So that's kind of the the reuse um, aspect of it. Then there's, um, but then they they basically, if it's not reusable, um, they have a different price point, and it ranged from, you know, five dollars for a gallon of paint to, I think it was like twenty dollars for a five gallon bucket, which I thought was, um, you know, it, that can add up, you know, on every job site. And so, um, you know, I, I've had to kind of think about, well, how do I, how do I attack that cost because it's a it's if i want to do the right thing it's a, it's an additional cost and that that's kind of tough like do i absorb it do i pass it on how would i you know how are ways that 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 we could be thinking about that yeah um that is a great question i would say so the paint care model just to kind of overview how paint care operates so in the states where we operate there is a small fee on the sale of new paint so um, in a lot of states, it's say, you know, 45 cents for a, a quart, uh, 75 cents or 99 cents for a gallon, and then something like a buck 60 to $1.99 for a five gallon. And that's uh, included on the sale of new paint uh, at every paint retailer in the state. And then those funds cover the collection, transportation and uh, disposal or proper management uh, at the end of its uh, usefulness. <coughs> so. Um, in that system, when you as a painting contractor or other business or just as a, a homeowner have some paint to uh, take out of your house or your, your shop, there's no cost associated with that. So you can take it to that drop off site and do the right thing at no additional cost. And or you can have a large volume pickup from your um, from your shop at no additional cost to you. So uh, Paint Care's whole funding mechanism and the structure of the program is really designed to make it as easy as possible and as affordable as possible to do the right thing by making it the the collection and recycling bit uh, no no cost. I see, I see. Well, th so those that actually financially, you know, even though it's imposed um, in in those states. And by the way, this um, you guys are um, what what's the association that you're linked with? Yeah, it's the American Coatings Association. So it's a trade association of paint manufacturers and paint care is a, a, a nonprofit of, under that trade association. So paint care represents and works on behalf of paint manufacturers to uh, help paint manufacturers do the right thing and uh, also to just solve this problem of leftover paint. I see. So, so, so essentially, this is something that the paint manufacturers want because they, you know, they have their own um, you know, corporate sustainability, um, you know, efforts and initiatives and, and, you know, the larger the corporation, especially, um, you know, kind of our big three, they're going to have these sustainability, um, goals, um, 
you know, kind of Im imposed by the uh, by their voting body, um, but also, you know, internally, it's, uh, you know, the, the they're moving more and more towards um, wanting to and caring about, um, you know, environmental goals. And so in, in collaboration with these manufacturers, um, from what I understand, Paint Care was kind of born as an effort to uh to help the the manufacturers kind of do their part in in their sustainability goals correct yep that's that's largely true and uh one bit i'll add to that too is so let if we rewind you know 15 years ago pre paint care before our program existed uh the industry saw that you know leftover paint was a problem then just like it is now but um there wasn't a uniform solution to it so different states were trying different approaches and as different states were looking to um, require manufacturers to address that problem in different ways it was going to get very complicated for manufacturers to comply you know say in all 10 of our programs right now we run pretty much the exact same program with the same structure mm -hmm. day, more or less if paint care hadn't come along and made it a uniform process, then the industry would be trying to operate 10 different programs in each state and it would be really complicated. It would cost more to manage. And you know, that, that the cost savings from, you know, paint care being an efficient, repeatable, uniform model that um, definitely is a, a benefit as well. Right, 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 right. So, so essentially the cost of, of paint waste management, uh, it always existed. It's, it's always going to exist, whether it's a, I mean, and, and it's a combination of um, an environmental cost, but also a financial cost, because if, um, you know, and I mean, I've I've had times where I've had like, I mean, just buckets and buckets and buckets of leftover paint that I'm just like, ah, shoot, what am I supposed to do with this? So this is a it's it's a pretty pervasive problem. Like you mm -hmm. over order, even if you over order by less than half a gallon, you're still left with extra. And if you, I mean, one, you know, one thing you could do is you, you could just leave it with a customer as, as touch up, which is probably the, you know, the, uh, that's a fine solution. I mean, it ends up staying kind of in their basement and eventually it goes bad and then they have to figure out how to dispose of it and, and chances of them dispo disposing of it properly. Yeah. Maybe you put it into their hands and, and it's, it's no longer your problem, but what happens when it's, you know, buckets of buckets and, you know, I think in terms of in terms of the the customer, you know, having that question. I mean, how how often, you know, as a as a painter, have you uh, have you just over ordered and you ended up with just way too much paint, you know, and and that happens, right? And so, um, you know, homeowners can get upset about that. I've had that where homeowners get upset because they bought too much paint and all that. But this idea of like if I were to just if I were to just take this full gallon of paint and and throw it you know in the trash, well for one I have hard trash costs you know that like the more trash that I have as a company the higher my the higher my trash expense goes up, but also if I if I'm doing it improperly and and getting fined for it then my my costs go way up. Um, if I'm doing it in a state where there isn't paint care, then we're talking about, you know, in my case, it's like, okay, if it's reusable, then it's free. But if it's uh, not reusable, that's five to 20 bucks a gallon. But with you guys, 
it's it's tacked onto the initial purchase, which means that the homeowner is the one that's actually paying for it. And we're talking about forty five cents, seventy five cents a dollar or something like the So so you're these these are real cost savings that are found just by having this nonprofit organization. Yeah. And like you said, you know, the, the cost of managing leftover paint is going to be there, whether paint care exists or not. Paint care's mission is making it as convenient as possible to right. do the right thing when you're done with that paint. So it's about create, uh, finding as many collection sites as we can across the state. So there are drop off options either for you as the painting contractor who at the end of a job have leftovers and bring it to one of those drop off sites. Or if you leave it for touch ups, like you mentioned, you know, the, the homeowner when they repaint in you know, however many years they can take that can that they no longer need and take it for a drop off site nearby. So um, that's that's really our, our mission is about making it convenient. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, so when it comes to, you know, managing this kind of thing on our own, like you said, the first thing is just knowing what your your existing resources are. I would add to this that, um, you know, you do have the ability to reuse the paint yourself. Um, especially if it's an untinted color, um, you know, I would, I would talk with the homeowner, be transparent about it. Like, Hey, you know, we can leave you maybe a quart of touch up paint here, but, um, if, if we left you this whole, you know, this half gallon, then, um, it's really going to realistically, it's just going to go to waste and, and, you know, we want to do our part and, and, you know, it'd, it'd be preferable if we were able to bring this ceiling paint to the next job or bring this you know, bring this, um, you know, trim paint to the next job. And if they know that you're, you know, if they know upfront that you're realistically bringing, you know, reused paint to their job and that you're going to just kind of pass that forward to the next one, then you are reusing paint. You're not keeping, you know, uh, you know, just giving them full gallons. Um, of course, if it's untended and it's a full gallon, you can return it. And so that's a, I think that's a responsible way to, to reduce because, you know, when I, when I grew up, you know, my, I, I was in elementary school in the, in the nineties, early nineties. And so the whole thing was reduce, reuse, recycle. Right. So, so we, you know, from the standpoint of re reduce, I think over purchasing paint is a, is a big problem. You know, it's better to purchase, you know, what you need for a smaller time, you know, smaller amount of period. And as you get closer to the end of the, the project, maybe you're um, getting a little bit more dialed in and you're buying, you know, a few gallons at a time rather than, you know, purchasing the whole order up front and then not having, you know, enough. Um, you could, um, you know, I know I know one company that they they're big into bulk purchasing their paint. So they'll they'll buy um, they'll buy nearly all of their inventory of paint at the like tail end of the winter going into spring. So they'll buy hundreds and hundreds of gallons of paint, mm -hmm. but they buy it untinted. And then what they do is they, and, and that gives them a discount on the uh, paint itself because they buy it in bulk. And then when, as it needs to be tinted, they take it into the store to get tinted. And so, um, you know, maybe there's an element of, you know, getting the the gallons tinted that you need for the time being so that you're not over consuming, you're not over purchasing. I think over purchasing is a huge uh, culprit of, of paint waste. <clears throat> so then if we're talking about reuse, I think I think we'd all be surprised by how many people 
are willing to reuse uh, reuse paint. I actually remember one time at a uh, at a benefit. I went to a, a benefit concert, and I actually brought old gallons of paint that were still in good shape, and I sold them for uh, you know ten twenty dollars a gallon to people who uh, you know. And I and I donated the proceeds of the of the of the leftover paint to the benefit of the concert. And so people were actually really willing to, to reuse uh, paint, even if it was a color that wasn't, you know, they would just kind of look at the color and be like, yeah, that's kind of nice, right? They were DIYers, but this is a way to reuse that paint that I thought was was pretty beneficial. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, um, you mentioned the, the old adage or saying, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, paint care to whatever extent possible. We try to follow that too in our operations. So. Um, in Minnesota, for example, about 10% of the paint that we collect gets put out for reuse. So it goes back out, you know, and just as paint without even being recycled and processed back into new paint, just directly, you know, that old can to mm -hmm. a new person. So that's, that's great. And um, even in states where paint care doesn't operate, uh, like you mentioned, you have that local um, site where you can take the reusable cans and they'll take it for free. I've heard of other people, um, both in paint care states and non-paint care states, where they have leftover paint and they contact the local Habitat for Humanity and work out some sort of donation uh, that way. Or even uh, the local community theater or the, the high school play, they can mm -hmm. paint the stage scenery. Uh, they're always looking for paint and oftentimes budgets are a little tight in those little uh, community theaters. So it's a, a good way to do a community service while also you know saving yourself some money on the management costs and doing the right thing. So kind of a win-win there. Yeah. So how does how does paint recycling work though? I, that's something that I don't really understand. Yeah, so it uh, we work with a number of different recyclers across the country. So the process will vary a little bit from facility to facility, but in general, the process is um, they'll take the paint from like we'll deliver them a, a box of mixed paint from one of our sites. It'll be you know all different colors, can sizes, and different brands, of course, and they'll sort you know, the good white paint with the good white paint and the good blue paint with the good blue paint. And so they'll uh, bulk it by color initially. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they'll take those bulked containers um, and further mix them. So they'll, you know, they need, you know, oh, I'm really simplifying it, but say they need, you know, one part blue and four parts white and one part gray to make the color that they're trying to get. So they'll, you know, from these big uh, drums or totes, the big vats, they'll mix into the and try to hit a target color. Mm -hmm. So the, the paint that they're manufacturing isn't going to be tintable again in most cases. Like it, it is what it is at that point. Um, right. But uh, they're able to hit like their target colors uh, pretty closely through, you know, they often have like a, a lab of some sort where they analyze it to make sure they're uh, getting close to their uh, stock colors. Right. Right. Uh, and then they sell that, uh, you know, as a recycled content paint, they'll sell it online. And then like a, a lot of the Habitat for Humanity restores where they have like a building reuse mm -hmm. store. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times those locations or other reuse stores will sell that recycled paint as well. Got it. Got it. Got it. I was I was reading an article in the uh, Harvard uh, Business Review uh, just, I don't know, this is like maybe last week or so. And they were talking about the the reseller market and how certain manufacturers are realizing that um they can actually make more money 
in the in the uh, after sale market, right? So like um, REI is a is a great example of this, right? REI is the out outdoor um, you know outfitter uh, place. You know, if you like outdoor stuff, hiking and and all that. Um, and so what they'll do is they'll they have these programs where they initially will get old used equipment they'll and they'll bring it back and they'll resell it and so it's the idea of like okay they sold the new one you know and i have this like i have this osprey like baby carrier hiker thing and uh oh that thing was an investment but uh <laughs> you know the thing is is i uh i sold i had another one that i didn't it was a deuter and it, it, it was uh i didn't like it as much but i bought that one used and I sold it for the same exact price that I bought it, right? And so when I when when my kid outgrows this Osprey, I'm gonna try and resell it for top dollar. Well, the manufacturers are getting smart to this, and they're like, oh well, if you can, if you can actually get your, you know, your old supply back and and resell it, you can actually make additional profit off of the same product by being able to sell it twice, right? And mm -hmm. so. Um, I wonder. I wonder how how hip uh, you know manufacturers are going to get to this idea. Um, it sounds like they're just going to the um, you know those uh, restore sites, which are incredible resources for homeowners to that are looking to you know kind of refurbish things on on a budget. Yeah. Um, but you know my my point here, um, well, in bringing up this article, it it talked about the changing dynamic of the consumer especially the younger consumers, the millennials and, and the Gen Z, um, they're, they're less, they're substantially less interested in brand new, um, especially Gen Z, like Gen Z, uh, they, they almost pride themselves on their ability to, to buy reused goods, like used goods. Um, it's always about the find. It's not about the luxury and about the, you know, it's really about finding something that, that is, uh, that is reused. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of generations go through this, especially when they're younger and they don't, uh, have as much money. You know, I mean, I was all about Goodwill when I was in college. I, you know, can't remember the last time I went to Goodwill now, but, uh, but there is this, this, uh, there is a substantial difference in the mentality uh, in terms of like the millennial and Gen Z buyer where sustainability is actually at the forefront of their purchasing decisions, um, substantially more than Gen X, substantially more than baby boomer. And even though still a lot of our consumers, um, on, on the, you know, painting end are still Gen X and, and baby boomer as the new consumer starts to, you know, continue to home buy, you're probably you would probably be um, at a benefit to have access in some way to reused paint and being able to to sell it. I think that that would actually be a selling point rather than uh, you know any kind of disadvantage. Yeah, and I I think uh, kind of building on that, one thing I've heard of happening a few times is uh, a painting contractor will actually uh, when they're going out and bidding on a job or uh, negotiating a job they'll include that, you know, that any leftover paint will be, you know, recycled and managed accordingly. So kind of touting to their, their customer, you know, we do the right thing. Uh, and, you know, we're a sustainably minded company and using that as a part of the sales pitch. So there's definitely a benefit to it that way too, not just even on the reuse side, but just, uh, you know, as, as offering another service to your customer. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you live in a, if you're living in like a city, um, your consumer is probably going to be caring about that. They're going to be caring about waste management. They're going to be caring about the, the ethical, um, you know, dilemma that, that, uh, you know, is imposed upon by their purchasing habits. And, and so knowing that you're a company that has a plan for how to, um, recycle and, and, uh, and, and contribute to, to sustainability. It's, it is a sales point. It, and that's the, that's the doing well by doing good. Um, you, you really do hit two birds with one stone. Um, tell us, tell us some of the, what are some of the no-nos? Because like I said, some of us are a little bit more old school. Some of us haven't really been thinking about this and didn't know that it's, you know, getting into our waterways and infecting, you know, our, uh, you know, affect, it can affect hunting and, and growing and farming and all this kind of stuff. We, some of us just didn't realize the, the impact that was happening. Um, what are some of the big no-nos? What, what should we really be avoiding? Yeah. So in terms of the, the worst possible outcomes when it comes to managing leftover paint, I mean, it's anything that would allow it to be released into the environment. So putting it down the drain and having it enter our waterways, putting it in a ditch or an abandoned lot, um, things like that, um, burning it as bad that the, you know, uh, the fumes from that, you know, can damage uh, your health and health of your neighbors and family and all of that. So those I would say are definitely like the, some of the worst possible ways uh, to manage leftover paint. Fortunately, at least in paint care states, it's really convenient to do the right thing. So hopefully that becomes a thing of the past. Um, if you don't have, if you do your research and find out that there really isn't any uh, recycling or reuse opportunities for you to manage your leftover paint with latex paint, the probably the least harmful of the bad options is just to dry it out and throw it in the trash. It's not, not great because that's, that was a useful resource and now it just, uh, you know, goes in the trash. That's, that's never great, but, um, that's likely the, the best case scenario if no other options exist. Yeah. Just throw some kitty litter in it and, and yeah, really unfortunate. Landfill. Yeah. That unfortunately has to happen if there's no other options on the oil-based paint side though. Um, that's, uh, generally considered hazardous waste because it's flammable. It doesn't really dry out quite as easily oftentimes as latex paint. And so if, if there's no uh, collection or drop-off um, option there, you're probably going to be looking at um, hiring a, a private company to come and pick it up. And there'll be a, a cost with that for sure. Yeah, but it's it's necessary because it's, I mean, like you said, it can be flammable. Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, la this last year, I, uh, there's a guy online in one of our paint groups who, whose, uh, vehicle exploded because, um, the, the, the stain, the oil-based product, um, spontaneously combusted, oh, wow. uh, like that really does happen. It can happen. And so it's a serious thing to think about. And, and I would say that at this point, you know, if you're still using oil-based products, um, you know, there are, I think in my opinion, there are enough um, water-based, um, acrylics and, um, latexes and, uh, and urethanes and different products, um, that, that hold up, you know, can hold up just as well. And I think it's probably time to look at, you know, some of those water-based, uh, solutions as, as alternatives to your traditional oil base, just because the, the, the ability to dispose of it in the end, I think is just so costly. 
and and so dangerous. So um, I, I think that's really good recommendations. Um, so so if if we're listening to those, you know, if if our listeners are not in those areas, because um, I mean, if 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 we're in the states that if if they're in the states that you're in, then it's just like a, it's an absolute no brainer mm-hmm. because the the cost is already added to the gallon. And so it's kind of like, um, you know, I used to live in Michigan. I grew up in Michigan where we had uh, deposits on on every can of soda and bottle. And, and so, you know, you go to the grocery store and there's just lines of returns and and you you return the cans because the deposit is already on the can. And so you're going to get that money back. So it's, it's a little bit like that and that the the few cents, you know, per quart is already attached to the to the uh, to the gallon, to the quart, um, to the five. So you, you should, you, sh- you might as well just do it. It's, it's as easy as could be. You just, you know, you, you take the waste, you take the extra, you take it down to the, your local center, you drop it off and that's it. Uh, it's free, right? Yep. Yeah. And a lot of our drop-off sites are right at paint retailers. So um, like in Minnesota, the program I work most closely with uh, for the last four years, over 200 paint retailers mm-hmm. in Minnesota will accept the leftover paint right on site. So as you're picking up the paint for, the next job you can drop off the leftovers from the the last one and we also have the large volume pickup program where just go online fill out the form and we send the truck to you so so it couldn't be more convenient yeah. oh my gosh that's so i didn't realize that that it was like right there at the retailer i mean that's that's mm-hmm. a reason alone that's more convenient than so so okay so the the thing is is that if it's if paint care is in the state then it's actually more convenient than any other type of disposal to be honest it's very convenient yeah yeah that's more that's actually more convenient than taking care of it at your own shop or at your house or that's more that's 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 a better solution than not doing it okay so that i'll make that much clearer but it's not in every state so how do we if if I, i would want that i mean oh my goodness i would want that i would if i could just go back down to the paint store and and drop off the old paint and then pick up the new paint i would want that i would do that all day but it's not in my state so how how do i how do i get that to happen if i if i wanted to create some advocacy and and have paint care show up in my state what would i do yeah paint care we're always looking for uh local supporters uh in the states where we do and don't operate so um if you're in a location where we aren't currently one of the great first steps would be just to get in contact with paint care say that you're interested in this program coming to uh, your state we have a a government uh, a government affairs team at the american coatings association who works with the local legislators and in the respective state to um, kind of first you know build awareness that there is a problem with leftover paint and then also to propose paint care or uh, a, a program where you can to collect the paint so uh, if you contact paint care, we'll get you on, um, in contact with the right people here. So we know that we have a, a bit of built-in support already. So when we start those conversations, there's that, that, um, kind of coalition already starting to form. And also if you, uh, you can also just directly talk to your local state representative. So the, the paint care program starts in a state when a, a law passes in that state, um, a paint stewardship law it's called right. if you're if you feel strongly that this is something that you would like to see in your state i mean pick the phone or send an email and just bring it up with your congressperson and um 
see where it goes from there. Pink here would, would be happy to continue that conversation with them, but it, it definitely helps to have the, the local support as well, not just, you know, coming from the, the paint manufacturers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, uh, and you guys have more resources online at pinkcare.org. Uh, so, so definitely, uh, check out pinkcare.org to, uh, find a local, um, center in your area, see if your state is involved. If it's not, you guys have the, the list of, you know, local options, but I would say definitely, um, you know, get on the phone, write a letter to your, to your Congress and uh, get in contact with Paint Care for, uh, for some advocacy, because I think that not only is this, a, is this the right thing to do, but I actually am, am pretty convinced now that it's, that it's something that would make business so much easier. I mean, like truly, truly just so much easier to, to manage because managing extra paint and stuff like that, it's just, oh, it's the worst. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to help. All right. So, so Jacob, uh, uh, any, any last words of, of encouragement or, or how to, you know, what, what we should do with paint care? I mean, I would encourage anyone interested to look at our website. Uh, you can read more about how our program operates. You can, uh, find out if, uh, just confirm which states we do and don't operate in, find out who your local paint care rep is. If you're in a paint care state and never hesitate to reach out to any of us, we're happy to answer questions or to talk more about paint recycling. Awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. There we have it. Jacob from Paint Care uh, giving us some insight into the benefit and value of uh, of, of their organization. Um, you know, thank you to them for being a, a show or a, a, a industry partner. Um, th this was the second time that I've had them on. And uh, and now I'm I'm more convinced than I ever have been that this is a program that needs to be in every every uh, state, all 50 states. We don't have 52. I'm sorry. If you thought there were 52 states, they're not. There's just 50. Okay, get it right. Um, you know, when I'm thinking about this this topic, uh, you know, I look up the actual problem of paint waste. We didn't even mention VOCs. You know, a lot of the a lot of the paints that you know we can purchase today, they're they're zero VOC, and that's great, and that's you know people people love that. But it's the people who have the the paint in the in their basement, and they're like, I think the I think the paint's still good. And you go down, you open it up, and you just you just get hit, you know. And it's that equal parts like that weird nostalgia, you know, that you have that it's like, oh, that smells good, but it's also killing your brain cells so you know we should we got to get rid of it you know we got to get rid of it there are tremendous health risks um soil degradation water contamination environmental pollution um you know whether whether you are a uh you know an advocate for animal life uh whether you are a uh, a hunter a fisherman um you have family in agriculture um you know you're you're a weekend gardener um this this is this is a this is something that affects all of us and this is the thing that we are contributing to the most right so we should be feeling the most responsibility to doing something about it i'm glad that our manufacturers have done it but until we start being a part of this um we're going to be complicit 
in impacting our way of life and that and that's not good i don't want to be a part of that so so make sure that you uh you get on the horn and and call your legislator late legislature and uh and 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 let's get some bills enacted we actually have power okay we actually have power and this comes at no cost to you it reduces your costs it's just a few cents a gallon passed on to the customer by the way it's their job it's their house right it's not your house it's their house so they should be responsible let's make them responsible for it in in an easy way pop-up center right next to your store oh my gosh i mean oh taking taking care of the trash in this business this is just the worst so so this is a good thing this is a good thing here's what i'm gonna suggest here's what i'm gonna suggest to you get a a gathering of painters formed in your area get a gathering of painters formed in your area and put on the agenda advocating to get paint care in your state that's what i would do sign create a petition create a petition get everybody there to sign it send it to your legislature you know get in contact with paint care they've got the advocacy group imagine how happy they would be if you had a signed petition of you know 50 contractors that said hey we want paint care in our state and and you know whether you care about the the government or not or the, I mean, not the government but the, whether you care about the environment or not imagine just being able to drop off your extra paint right at the paint store that's so convenient this is a no-brainer guys you got to do it this has been a great episode of Paint and Ed. Thank you to our guests. Thank you to our uh, great trade association, the PCA. Make sure that you come out to Expo. I want to see you there uh, in person. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Until next time, uh, my name is Torlando, and thank you for listening to Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.